0: Hi, everyone. It's Ricardo. It is a new year, and guess what? We've got an exciting new opportunity for the Popping Collars universe. Have you ever listened to us and thought, I could do that? These guys don't even know what they're talking about. Have you ever had an idea for a podcast, but you just didn't know how to get it off the ground? Or have you started working on a podcast just to find that your only audience is your mom and your dog? Well, starting this year we are beginning a special offering called Popping Collars Plus. Here's how it works. If you've got a podcast that's somewhere in the neighborhood of religion and popular culture, send us your recording and we will possibly host it on our feed, the longest running Episcopal feed of all time with thousands of downloads per month. It's an opportunity to get your voice to a wide audience and get that potential booster shot of listeners that you've always wanted. And we get the benefit of hearing from more diverse voices from around the religious world. So it's a win-win. So if you want to take advantage of Popping Collars Plus, just send an email and MP3 submission to poppingcollarspodcast at gmail.com and we will review your offering and possibly put you on the feed. We're looking forward to hearing from all you creative souls. So keep those microphones humming and keep those collars popping.
1: I'll never forget where it was the first time that it happened. A young teenager laying on the couch watching The Breakfast Club on HBO. Something that would happen many more times over the course of that early 90s summer. Mr. Vernon finishes reading Brian's essay written on behalf of the group. And just as he gets to the end, we see Bender, played by Judd Nelson, walking across the high school football field, his fist goes up in the air, and the band Simple Minds does this, and goosebumps break out all over my arms. those goosebumps now by the way just thinking about that scene the needle drop that dramatic point when the perfect song meets the perfect moment from a movie i felt it again in 1999 when ed norton and helena bottom carter watched the world burn at the end of fight club and the pixies provide the perfect soundtrack And again, when we hard cut from Chadwick Boseman staring out confidently at the members of the UN to the closing credits of Black Panther, Kendrick Lamar does this. There's an art to it. There's a beauty to it. It's not just the song. The song is important, but so is the image. Like when Steve McQueen takes us to a 1970s Jamaican house party in his Lover's Rock portion of the film Small Axe, a film that was released during the height of COVID lockdowns, and a scene that relies on the intimacy of a small room packed with people who are dancing and sweating and giving in to the sensual desire expressed in the music playing over the picture. those needle drops in movies that may not mean much to others, but they're meaningful to you. For me, that's the Alex Garland film Annihilation, starring Natalie Portman and Oscar Isaac, which uses the song Helplessly Hoping by Crosby, Stills, and Nash.
2: Helplessly hoping Her Others nearby and waiting
1: In the movie, it's a diegetic musical scene where Natalie Portman's character is listening to the song on a record player or something, and it seems grieving the loss of her late husband. But there's one quick shot where we just see... Sunlight shining into an empty room with windows open and curtains blowing in the breeze and there's another static shot where we see an empty staircase and the music playing in the distant background and those are the two shots that made the goosebumps come back again
2: Gasping at glimpses of gentle true spirit. He he could fly only to trip at the sound of goodbye.
1: One of my earliest memories as a kid is laying on the floor of the apartment that my mom and I lived in, feeling the deep, scratchy carpet under my legs as I drew in a coloring book. It's this really simple memory that's just me alone in a room at about, what, three or four years old? Really early memory. With the sun splashing across the floor and the breeze blowing through an open window and music playing through the house. It's a version of heaven in my mind because it's so innocent and simple and peaceful and lovely. I've never been in a home that featured music wafting through the rooms, reaching every corner that I haven't loved. The people that have that kind of setup are always the coolest people. The music that they play is always the best music, and that little corner of my soul always gets those goosebumps going again.
2: Heartlessly helping himself To her bad dreams He worries Did he hear a goodbye I or even Hello They are one person They are two alone They are three together They are four Each other
1: Crosby, Stills, and Nash were one of those bands that my mom would have played through the house along with Big Brother and the Holden Company, Leon Russell, Amy Lou Harris. Mom had good taste. So to me, they were a band that played in the background of my entire life. Teacher Children and Our House seemed to be a staple in the soundtrack of my childhood. I remember being obsessed with Sweet Judy Blue Eyes recording on the Woodstock album when I was in high school, especially the moment where Stephen Stills forgets the words and sings Lacey Lilting Lilies twice actually looked into getting tickets for CSNY2K when they got back together around the turn of the millennium, marveling that David Crosby was still able to sing Wooden Ships and Guinevere, but all the way through those various stages of life was this song.
2: Love isn't lagging, it's loose In a lady who lingers Saying she is love.
1: It's the poetry of it. It's the simplicity of it. It's obviously the alliteration of it. It feels like a loving song, gasping at glimpses of gentle, true spirits. He runs, wishing he could fly. It feels like an awful song, wordlessly watching. He waits by the window and wonders... At the empty place inside heartlessly helping himself to her bad dreams feels like the kind of song that drifts into the empty spaces of a home as the needle follows the groove of an ep with the subtle snaps and pops of the vinyl feels like the kind of song that winds its way through the dust particles drifting in a shaft of sunlight and the light whip of a white curtain as it settles back to its regular spot in front of the window It feels like the kind of song that settles on a rough carpet which still has the deep lines from a recent vacuuming and that faint hint of glue smell buried deep down inside when your action figures dig into it. Feels like music for a home. And when you see this home in this movie and Natalie Portman painting her bedroom walls, painting over the life that she thought she lost with this song playing on the record player downstairs and the faint words love isn't lying it's loose and a lady who lingers saying she is lost and choking on hello you can see where this touched one of those hidden spots deep down in my soul and that's what music does it lingers like a memory of something simple it imprints itself on our lives on how we see the world It's buried deep in us and every now and then it gets exposed again and we shudder. We shudder from the goosebumps that result from our being called back to what matters to us. We're left helplessly hoping for a small glimpse of paradise, fearing that we'll hear yet another goodbye, but yearning for one last hello. (laughs)
2: i <laughs>